Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 60 of Walk On Radio Hump. You heard that, 60. What a what a long journey we've been on. But we're getting into the meat of it. We got playoffs. We got Sam Houston football. We got college football playoffs and FBS and FCS. Hump, how you feeling? I'm good, Dalton. Uh, this is a big week. It's the start of the greatest tournament in sports. Uh, yes, I'm subtweeting. March Madness? I, okay. No, I'll give you that. I'll, March Madness is better. FCS playoffs, very, very, very close second place. I was more so subtweeting uh, the FBS Invitational. Not not my favorite lately. Well, uh, that's that's the big topic this week is the FCS playoffs are out. But we got to start off with Sam Houston football. We got the win against Abilene Christian, 35-9. to A little slow at the end, but we start off hot scoring, what, 24 in the first quarter, 21? We look good, Hump, and uh, we're getting ready for the playoffs. So talk to me about the Abilene Christian game. Dalton, it was good. Uh, obviously, 10-0, and perfect regular season is awesome. Whack champs, whack a sun champs. Number one team in the country. Uh, that's all great stuff. You know, we'll we'll get a conference ring for that. But Dalton, we ain't done yet. We ain't done yet, and that that's because playoffs are here. Uh, we have a bye this week, and that is much needed. I think everybody needs it mentally and physically. Uh, but you know, just kind of sit back, watch our two opponents, and we're going to talk about that. That's very exciting. The selection show was fun, uh, but we're ready to get to it. Yeah, not only were we the outright WAC champions after this win, but I don't know if you saw the all WAC team were announced this morning. It's a it's a Wednesday. It's basically everybody, everybody at Sam Houston. But a shout out to Isaac Schley, uh, one of our guests. He's always on the show. He got first team all WAC. Eric Schmidt got first team all WAC. Ramon got first team all WAC. The entire offensive line got first and second team all WAC. I mean, all the receivers got Godie Crest, Ife, and then our defense, the entire D-line. And then one that, that surprised me, but, you know, you didn't really surprise us watching, is Cameron Washington, freshman of the year uh, on the defensive side. He's uh, He's got a bright future ahead of him, but everybody got all whacked. There's not that many teams in whack this year, so it was kind of a given for Sam, but really cool deal. But Hump, we said it last year. We kind of just said it as like a little joke, but then it kind of took off. I know Sam started tweeting it. Our, our own football Twitter was tweeting it. it. I think we deserve credit for no, that. No, yeah, and I I mean it's kind of a shame that we're not getting credit for that because we kind of jokingly said it, you know, when when we won conference and we had hopes and dreams of a national championship, it kind of caught on and now, you know, coach McGraw tweets it. Coach Barnes tweets it. I mean, the Sam Houston Twitter page tweets it. And so, I think uh I think Walk on Radio needs some royalties or something. Yeah, but of course, hump we ain't done yet. Let's start talking about FCS playoffs. And first, we're going to talk about our next opponent. It's either University of Incarnate Word or, and Hump, we kind of manifested this one. We were we were talking about it for the last couple weeks, and it could happen. Stephen F. Austin. So, Hump, let's talk about these two teams, and then we'll talk about the bracketology as a whole. Incarnate Word or Stephen F. Austin, how are we feeling? Well, Dalton, uh, you know, this is something that, you know, this is something I had in my bracket. It's something that, that we've talked about for a couple weeks now that we, we thought as a possibility. And, you know, not only did it make perfect sense regionally-wise, uh, it you know, it's just it's kind of neat that it's it's two opponents that we know a lot about. I mean, we played Incarnate Word in the spring season. Uh, we played SFA in a battle this season, you know, Battle of the Pony Woods. Obviously, we've won, I can't even remember how many in a row. Um, it's, it's 10, right? Uh, yeah, it's 10. Uh, but, 
you know, Dalton, uh, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to watch it. Uh, I I could, you know, I'm not going to be surprised either either outcome in this one. You know, Incarnate Word's offense is one of the best in the country with Cameron Ward, uh, just the you know up and coming quarterback sensation. Stephen F. Austin, you know, good offensive talents. You know, you've got one of the best receivers in the country in Xavier Gibson, but I think SFA's defense is where they you know are are the strongest and so kind of a little offense versus defense action uh I think that this is I think this is the best team I don't know is Sela what, what would you say about Sela versus SFA I was gonna say that this is the best team that Incarnate Word has played uh obviously it's not the best team that SFA has played but what what would you say to that I mean I think SFA and Sela are similar in, in terms of things but I think SFA's defense is better so I guess this would be UIW's best Boy, challenge Sela's defense is bad isn't it yeah did you want you we saw what happened against yeah. Nichols and I mean talking about bad defense UIW is too oh so yeah no if, it's bad if SFA can keep the offense rolling Xavier Gibson give him the ball I mean this game could be one-sided yeah and it, it's gonna be cool Dalton you know obviously it's no secret that our fans would love to see Battle of the Piney Woods 2.0 at Bauer Stadium in the playoffs. Yeah, that was going to be my next question, and you can never count an opponent out. So UIW, there still, of course, is a chance that they're going to win it, and that's also a tough opponent. But, man, Piney Woods 2.0 in Huntsville, does that get you uh, – how excited does that get you? Well, I, you know, Dalton, I think that it's probably an attendance record breaker. Uh, and I, I don't know the exact number, but I know that – I know that our fans are going to come out for the playoffs. Uh, I think that, like I said earlier, you know, in a couple episodes ago, I think we're a victim of kind of just beating the heck out of everybody. And, and fans haven't showed up this year like they have in the past. Uh, but playoffs, I have no doubt we're going to pack out Bowers. If it's Battle of the Piney Woods 2.0, it's going to be pack pack. Like, I'm talking fill up the grass, the hills, bring in extra seating. They're going to travel well. Uh, it, it definitely would be an event. Yeah, Piney Woods at NRG was 22,000 in attendance. Sam Houston, Bauer Stadium only has 16 in capacity, so definitely could see it filling out. Hump, let's talk about the bracketology as a whole. The playoffs finally came out, and uh, it was pretty close. You were pretty on the dot, but uh, Sacramento State at four. We got some crazy ones, some people that barely got in, some people that missed a cut. So, Hump, you have your fantasy corner. This is your bracketology corner. Talk to me about the playoffs. Who uh, surprised you? What are some matchups that you're excited for? And do you see any potential upsets? Yeah, well, Dalton, I actually, you know, I wanted to comment. I actually did do pretty well on the picks. I nailed SFA versus Incarnate. I nailed UT Martin versus Missouri State. I nailed Southern Illinois versus South Dakota. Uh, I believe I had Kennesaw versus Davidson. Uh, so, I, I, oh, I, I nailed Sacred Heart versus Holy Cross. So, pretty, pretty good. I was a little off on the seating. Uh, but, you know, that night, uh, and we're... we're we're riding home on the bus and I'm spending our five hour bus ride basically planning out the bracket, kind of saying what I think is going to happen. Uh, and you know, after Sam Houston one, North Dakota state two, James Madison three, your, anyone's guess was as good as mine. Uh, four through eight was, uh, was tight. And you know what they ended up coming, coming to uh, decide is the four seed was Sacramento state, which after a big win this last weekend, you know, big sky champs, I can see it. And I think also, too, with that, the win against Montana was huge in that deciding factor because I know Montana was a, a team that could have maybe got that fourth spot after beating Montana State, but that head-to-head was really important, and it definitely ended them up in that fourth spot, I think. Well, and, and okay, so after them, you know, talk about a team that beat a team earlier in the season. 
Villanova is number five. And now they actually beat James Madison, but I think strength of schedule and a little bit of history played a role in that one. Number six after a massive, massive win uh, against their bitter rival, Montana. Uh, they beat Montana State. Number seven, East Tennessee State, and that was a surprise. We didn't know if the committee would put them in the top eight seeds. And number eight, after a huge loss to Montana, Montana State. Now, out of these teams, these eight teams, and we saw it last year with a team like Eastern Washington that had a really good chance and had a nice seeding, got beat early. Out of these eight teams, which one could you see maybe surprising and taking a loss early second round? Well, that's a great question, Dalton. Uh, and, and, you know, in a tournament like this, uh, especially in the sport of football, anybody can beat anybody on any day. Uh, it's it's not baseball or basketball where you get, you know, second chances. Uh, you know, one that comes to mind, Dalton, uh, South Dakota State versus UC Davis, the winner of that. And I, I'm not going to give away my pick here, but I'm going to give away my pick. I can see the Jackrabbits beating UC Davis and then traveling to Sacramento State and taking them down. You know, another one that comes to mind, and you mentioned them, Eastern Washington. Eastern Washington probably feels like they deserve a seed. Uh, and I, you know, a team that was considered one of the one or two best teams in the country, all of a sudden they don't get in the top eight seeds. You know, they played Northern Iowa in that first round. I think they beat them. And then they go to Montana. Can Eastern Washington beat Montana a second time this year? I definitely think it's possible. So let's talk about the left side of the bracket, kind of followed, like led by Sam Houston, Montana State, Sacramento State. Who are, who else made the bubble, the in-the-bubble teams? And let's talk about matchups for the first round because it seems like, and we're going to get to the right side, the left side's a little bit easier because the right side got all the powerhouses except for Sam Houston, of course. Yeah, I definitely think that left side is uh, is easier. And I don't want to say easy because it's not easy. I mean, there are good teams in it. Obviously, SFA, Incarnate Word, uh, Sam Houston, that that little bubble, little Texas regionalization, that's tough. I mean, that's three, three good programs, obviously, like we said. Lumberjacks versus Cardinals to see who plays the Bearcats in Huntsville, Texas. You know, under that one, uh, you've got UT Martin. Who had a who had a terrible loss this last weekend to uh, south, southeastern Missouri? But thanks to the automatic qualifier, they go ahead and get the nod. They go to Missouri State and Dalton. Missouri State is interesting to me. Missouri State has a chance to surprise a lot of people, and I don't even think it's surprising anymore because of what they've done. And and a lot of people thought that Missouri State, given their unbelievable strength of schedule, deserved to be the eight seed. What do you think, uh, Dalton? You know, I don't know that they deserve to be the eight seed. But I don't want to give anything away, but I've actually got Missouri State over Montana State wow. if they beat UT Martin. And that and that would be to hopefully play the same Houston Bearcats if we take care of Incarnate Word or Stephen F. Austin. Yeah, and of course, we, we, we talk about it, and we're going to touch on it more once we kind of get to the second round. But Coach Keeler has a go 1-0. So it's gonna, we're not going to talk mostly about our future matchups. That's what today's say, about. Yeah, yeah we're We don't spend, play this week. He told us we could talk about it. Next week, it's about Incarnate yeah. Word or Stephen F. Austin. So this is really exciting to kind of see our future matchups. But once we get to next week, we're locking it down. It's either the Word or the Lumberjack. Yeah, the Bird is the Word. I, that's such a cool T-shirt. Uh, okay, going down to the bottom half of the left side, Sacred Heart versus Holy Cross. I feel bad because both of these teams always make the playoffs. And, and I think it's a – I was talking to Isaac Sly about this because he was a Patriot League guy in Georgetown. And he was telling me, look, your goal is to win a conference championship, and then if you get in the playoffs, that's cool. And maybe they surprise a lot of people, but both these teams, whoever wins this round, the next round, I think we kind of consider on the way out. But 
You never really know. You, well, there could be a Cinderella story in the making. My big issue with this, Dalton, is that one of these teams is going to the Sweet 16 no matter what. They can't <laughs> both lose, okay? <laughs> one team gets to be considered one of the 16 best programs in FCS football, and that's, I have a problem with that because they're not. Uh, <laughs> I think I think Holy Cross is uh, is a lot better than Sacred Heart. You know, Sacred Heart, though, they do get in the playoffs last spring, led by Julius Chestnut. You remember Julius Chestnut? Yeah, a stud. A, a doggy dog. A doggy dog <laughs> running back. So if he gets rolling, I could definitely see them taking down Holy Cross, but I am taking Holy Cross here. The winner of this plays Villanova. Bro, bro. And I would say season. I would say that Villanova got the easiest uh, second round draw in this entire tournament. Let's go on to the right side. Uh, a lot of tough opponents. I know North Dakota State, James Madison. There uh, get the first round by, but Eastern Washington. There's some more teams in there that can really shake things up. Let's move on to the right side. Dalton, I don't want to backtrack on you, but uh, we still got UC Davis and South Dakota State on the left Whoa. side. Yeah, big, completely big, missed out. Big matchup. matchup at the bottom. Uh, UC Davis, South Dakota State, man. You know, South Dakota State, I guarantee you, is the best three-loss team in the country. Uh, a lot of, you know, that, that FPI percentage to win the national championship uh, ranking came out. And South Dakota State actually, I guess, in the eyes of the FPI, has a better chance to win the national championship than Sam Houston. I mean, what's new? It's uh, We kind of get this every year, every week. So it's another thing. But South Dakota State, man. But... Don't doubt UC Davis. That's another team that they could uh, they could surprise and make a little run. This is a tough game. This is kind of like a Monmouth-Sam Houston situation where this is just not a team you want to get first round. I don't have an issue with, with people thinking that South Dakota State can win the national championship. I have an issue with the probability of it because from a analytical standpoint, you're telling me that – okay, and, and I'm, I'm saying – I'm assuming there's no upsets other than South Dakota State. So South Dakota State wins a game at home against UC Davis. They then go on the road and beat Sacramento State. They then the, they then go on the road again and beat Villanova. They then go on the road again and beat Sam Houston. And then they go to the national championship and beat whoever. I mean, that's other, tough. That's a hell of a hell of a journey. Other than traveling, there was another team that had a similar a similar schedule last year, and a lot of people said they couldn't do it. But we also didn't now, have to but, travel multiple but, times. But Dalton, you and I have both said. I don't think we win the national championship if we're not at Bauer Stadium. I really don't. And I agree. Uh, and I think that that is a massive, massive, massive factor in the bracket this year. Getting that number one overall seed, getting that home field advantage all the way to Frisco, not leaving the state of Texas, I think is going to go a long way in the Bearcats' success in this tournament. Yeah, and like you said, when you name those teams, I mean, they are traveling. South Dakota State is traveling everywhere around the state that's, well, that's 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 all the way to one coast and all yeah, the way to the other coast so that's gonna be rough and uh and then eventually you're gonna end up in bauer stadium where we have a great playoff record so there's a chance for south dakota state but first they got to beat uc davis which that's a tough opponent i, I think i think that's gonna be a good one all right let's head to that right side of the bracket the death the death the death the death star <laughs> okay so number two north dakota state top of this bracket they are gonna play the winner of southern illinois and south dakota let me tell you, man. Let me tell you about the Salukis. There's a chance, and a lot of people are talking about it. Salukis could ruin a lot of brackets. Well, and I, Dalton, I I have North Dakota State winning that game, but I definitely can see where I would be worried about Southern Illinois. And Southern Illinois is a team that you know the way the Missouri Valley worked this year, they actually did not play each other. But Southern Illinois was the team that ended 
North Dakota State's win streak in the spring, and they beat them handedly. And and I think I think Southern Illinois has been the you know been on the wrong side of some bad luck games. They squeeze into the playoffs, but they're a team that I they have the pieces to make a run. They did it last year. Yeah, they could surprise a lot of people. But man, let me tell you, North Dakota State it seems to be the favorite for the national championship. If the Salukis don't upset them, a lot of people in the bracket have them playing Sam Houston in the national championship and winning. So uh, we'll have to see. Of course, you can't can't not have North Dakota State the favorite. Uh, they're the team that's been winning it every year, unless you're a Bearcat fan, of course. But they got a t- they got a tough game against Salukis if they get there. You you've definitely you you definitely can't say though that you haven't seen more picks of Sam Houston winning it this year. Like last year. It was a rarity. This year, I definitely have seen people pick Sam Houston win the national championship. Yeah, I mean, I've seen it, but it just seems like the overall consensus is North Dakota State's going to go in the national championship against us and potentially beat us. But, of course, we got to get there. We're going to say this 700 times. There's a lot of matches for everybody that could surprise people. Salukis are one of them. Under them, Dalton, you've got number seven, East Tennessee State, led by Quay Holmes, one of the best running backs in the country. He seems to be unstoppable. They will get the winner of Kennesaw State and Davidson. That is a triple option nightmare. Let me tell you, one of uh, the tight end GA played running back at Davidson. His name's Kendall. Shout out Kendall Ross. And uh, we were watching the the show, and Davidson pops up, and he gets really excited because, of course, that's your team, and and they get it. They get in normally, and then we're all wondering, like, oh, who's your opponent going to be this exciting? And then Kennesaw popped up. He just looked back at me and kind of put his head down. Kennesaw, man, the triple option. And I don't know. We talked about this earlier. We don't know how much the triple option, how far that can go in the playoffs. But Kennesaw, they're a good team this year. Yeah, no doubt. And Kennesaw, you know, they go undefeated against the FCS, and they blew out a good Monmouth team to end the season. And a lot of, you know, a lot of Kennesaw fans wanted to be one of the top eight seeds, but that strength of schedule was uh, was the reason they weren't. And, and I think they've got something to prove. I definitely think they're going to beat Davidson. And then I think Kennesaw State – Versus East Tennessee is going to be quite the battle. Okay, and this will probably be the pick em next week. But, Hump, right now, in your mind, without watching the first round, who would you take? With with East Tennessee and Kennesaw? Yeah, that's assuming Kennesaw wins. Man, I just, you know, what I've seen from East Tennessee's running back, Quay Holmes, I just, I don't know that Kennesaw has the defense to stop that. And the problem with Kennesaw is if they get behind, they can't come back. They're, they're, their offense is built to be ahead, uh, and so for that, that that kind of makes me nervous. So uh, give me the Buccaneers of East Tennessee, but I think that'll be a great game. All right, let's keep going down the bracket. Dalton, we talked about it earlier. Montana, they slipped back into the top eight. They are at number six, one of the best defenses in the country. They're coming off a massive brawl of the wild win. They're going to get the winner of Northern Iowa and Eastern Washington. Man, another team, Northern Iowa, just had some really good wins, some really bad losses. They could go, and of course, if they win, they could go to Montana and give them a run for their money. Yeah, and Northern Iowa is definitely one of those teams that was that was one of the last teams in the playoffs, given that they have five losses, but their wins all, it seemed like they all came against playoff teams, so you kind of had to put them in in that 24 spot. But yeah, Northern Iowa, great defense. Uh, Eastern Washington, incredible offense, led by Eric Berrier. We talk about him all the time. I have Eastern Washington in this one. But, uh, you know, I definitely could see it go either way. That's how the playoffs are going to go. But going to Missoula, Montana is is no uh, no easy task. But uh, Eastern Washington, they beat them once this year. Can they do it again? And after that, the last little pod in this tournament, you've got number three, James Madison, playing the winner. Southeastern Louisiana versus 
Florida A&M, the first SWAC team, and I, I don't know what they said, but it's been a long time since the SWAC team has made the playoffs. But, uh, man, they, they got a tough opponent. Zilla. Yeah, and, you know, I think statistically they are one of the best defenses in the country. The Rattlers, great name, by the way, FCS name for sure. But I don't think they've played an offense as dynamic as the Cole Kelly-led Southeastern Louisiana Lions. Now, there is another HBCU team that isn't playing in the playoffs because they're going to the Celebration Bowl. But Jackson State, Deion Sanders' team, he's built quite a, a team around in the FCS. If they made the playoffs, do you think they can make a deep run or just these other teams, the big powerhouses, they're going to take over and, and win? I think it'd be about the same as Florida A&M. Uh, the, the problem I have with Florida A&M getting in, the only way for them to get in is to not win their conference. Uh, because if you win the SWAC or the MEAC, you go to the Celebration Bowl. And I don't like a team being rewarded by not winning their conference. Uh, and, I, and to me, the FCS playoffs is bigger than the Celebration Bowl. Uh, you know, Deion Sanders had touched on that, talking about potentially not wanting to go to the Celebration Bowl. But that it, it is what it is. The Rattlers, they're going to Sela. Uh, and I think, I'm going to be honest, I think Sela absolutely kills them. Okay, Hump, in the first round, which is your favorite matchup? Which game are you going to watch the most? And kind of keep locked in, other than, of course, UIW. I was going to say, I was like, it's not very close. One, yeah. But which game, other than that, are you most excited for? Are you going to keep your eyes on? Yeah, Dalton. Uh, and I think I think we're probably going to agree, but I'm going to go UC Davis and South Dakota State. Uh, it's on our side. It's a it's the team that we beat in the national championship last year. And I think it's going to be a good game. It's a big one. Uh, I guess second place, I would probably say, uh, I would probably say Northern Iowa versus Eastern Washington. And last question in the FCS playoffs, because this is the last time we can kind of touch on bracketology and go around as a whole. So, Hump, you've seen the you've seen the seeds, you've seen the matchups. Give me your final four and give me your national championship and give me your winner. And this is the last time we're going to talk about you this. Got, you got to give me yours, too, because this is it. After yeah. this, it's a one-week season. I got you. I'm ready. Okay, my final four. Coming out of the we'll – we'll do it by quadrants. How about that? Coming out of the top left quadrant, I've got none other than the same Houston State Bearcats. Coming out of the bottom left con- uh, quadrant, excuse me, this is a bit of, su- of a surprise, uh, but I don't have South Dakota State pulling off the crazy run, crazy run of away games. I've got Villanova get, getting to the Final Four right there. I think that would that would be really interesting. Dalton, coming out of the top right quadrant, I've got North Dakota State. Coming out of the bottom right quadrant, I've actually got Montana. I've got Montana over James Madison. Uh, in the quarterfinals to get to the semis. My national championship is Sam Houston versus North Dakota State. And no surprise, my national champion, back-to-back, one in one year, two national titles, give me the Bearcats of Sam Houston State. All right, I'm kind of going similar to you, but I'm sticking to kind of what the top four seeds are. I think the one, two, three, and four, they're going to stay where they are, go to the final four. Sam Houston, Sacramento State, James Madison, and North Dakota State. I just I'm kind of sticking making the easy picks here, but you never really know. This is such a nice schedule and so many surprises. I could see Eastern Washington surprising people. Maybe even a team like Sela could come around and dominate. A lot of people have Sela potentially beating James Madison in the second round if they get there. Of course, they have to beat Florida A&M. Um, but my national championship, of course, Sam Houston Bearcats. This is tough. If if it ends up being a James Madison versus North Dakota State, this is a big game. But I got to give North Dakota State the Bison. They are the favorite. But not so fast. Sam Houston State Bearcats win. And uh, it, it kind of sucks because I know James Madison, they wanted to play us again. They, they were angry. North Dakota State, they really want to play us because they were angry. 
So I think there's going to be a lot of animosity if that national championship game happens. It could get a little chippy. I know North Dakota State fans are really uh, upset with us for winning. So uh, I'm excited. I hope we get there, of course. But uh, give me the Bearcats winning the national championship once again. Dalton, think about this. This is an FCS nightmare if Sam Houston versus James Madison uh, for the national championship. Those are the two teams that are leaving to go to the FBS. I know. It would be like the farewell bowl. And even even if, you know, James Madison, it's uh, – they they also have a lot of animosity, especially because they were up twenty four. It could get uh it could get wild. Oh no doubt, no doubt. I know. Uh, I don't know if you saw the picture on Twitter, uh, but the they had a video of me looking at the confetti in slow motion. A really cool video. Oh dude, how have we never seen that? Never seen it before. Yeah, no, that's I, awesome. Some I I forgot the Twitter. Tri- I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah. Triumvirate. Yeah, they're they great are, on Twitter. I don't know where that video came from, but they're kind of promoting. It almost seemed like it was it was him. Yeah, I don't know who it is. I, I need What's that. What's up video? with all these these? I mean, we've got our names in in our bio. Who is Cat fans? <laughs> but uh, that feeling was really cool. I one of my big things during the national championship celebration is I didn't want any phones. I wanted to just kind of soak it in. And uh, seeing the confetti pop up, I was in the very back, and just looking at everything, it was such a cool feeling. I want it again, but we got to go one and zero, one and zero in the bye week, one and zero for Thanksgiving. Hope we're about to have Thanksgiving. I know, I know. Really touch on that, yeah. So before we talk about FBS, because we got uh, the 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 rankings just came out as an hour ago. Hump Thanksgiving, it's coming up. What are you doing, and what's your favorite thing to do on Thanksgiving? Dalton, uh, you know I'm I'm hanging with family. I'm heading back to Sulphur Springs tomorrow morning. Uh, you know, I, I'm excited to be home. It's been a while. I think the first bye week, maybe I went home. Uh, but you know, go home, hang out with family, watch football, eat some good food, and uh, watch these FCS playoffs and and get ready for our game. Yeah, me too. I'm a. It's funny. We, my family doesn't really like Thanksgiving food, I, and I know it's a that's a hot take. So we do like fo- football, grab them snacks, and watch football for uh, on Thanksgiving Day. So we're gonna do a lot of that. A lot of movie watching. A lot of ring wearing, but uh, I'm really Ooh, excited. Yeah, I'm yeah. definitely taking my ring home. I hope everybody wants to put it on and look at it because uh, I'm I'm definitely going to put it in their face. <laughs> but the big thing is rest, 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 so we can be back ready next week. Go one and zero. But hump, enough of that. Let's get on the FBS. And my first question for you before we start talking about rankings is: This last week, I was going through the scores. I always write the scores down for the episode. A lot of FCS matchups and this late in the season. Hump, why do you agree with that? Do you agree with these FBS? Because I know Georgia played an FCS team this late in the season, and I get it in the beginning. You want to get your money gained for the FCS programs, but why Why are they doing it now? Do you like it, and should that change? You know, Dalton, it's really just a tune-up game for their conference championships or rivalry week or, or whatever it is. Uh, I mean, they've been doing it for, for years now. I don't love it. Uh, I, you know... As an FCS team, I feel like it's hard to get up mentally in the middle of November to, to get my teeth kicked in by Georgia when I'm potentially going for a conference title or trying to get in the FCS playoffs. But it is what it is. Obviously, the money is good. Uh, but Dalton, we got a lot of we got a lot of rankings to talk about. Yeah, let's get into it. Uh, I know some big news, some happy news for you. But uh, the game, Michigan Ohio State, has now it's officially here. And uh, the rankings are out, and it's huge. So let's talk about it. The dogs are still number one, but who has moved around? Dalton, and there has been some change because the two big games this last weekend, the two the two uh, head scratchers, if you will, Ohio State absolutely dismantles Michigan State, and Dalton that was enough to move them all the way up to number two. So the Buckeyes are now number two, and the team that you know was kind of in the way for Cincinnati getting into that top four. 
the Oregon Ducks, my beloved Oregon Ducks, Uh-oh. Dalton, holy dropping the ball. They get absolutely killed by Utah. What a what a terrible loss. Which Utah was a good program. They're a good, good program, program now, but really good way back. Kind of but, falling off. But, but Dalton, all you had to do is win your last couple games and you walk into the playoffs, have a shot to win the national title, and the Ducks blew it. Well, at least uh, you know you got that pick wrong, but Cincinnati comes in, so now you still have a chance to still be right. Number three, Alabama. No surprise. They're gonna have to pay, they're gonna have to play Georgia, uh, and I think honestly, the crazy part is, is I think with Oregon out of the question, you know, Ohio State and Michigan, they've got to play, so one of them is is gonna get their second loss. You've got and, okay, and Michigan is five, Notre Dame is six, which means my beloved. Bearcats are four. They're finally in that top four spot. But but the the interesting part about Alabama is at three. Can they? And this is something you asked me a while ago. But it's setting up to where I think it's possible. Can Alabama get in the college football playoff with two losses? I mean, it's we talked about it. It's been definitely a big subject. I think it's going to happen. Look, they. I think if they compete with Georgia and it's a close game. I think they stay in because, and you know, other teams have to lose. I just don't think there's a lot of competition in the rest of the uh, FBS or some team. Nobody wants Notre Dame back in the playoffs. So I think, I just think they're going to give it back to Alabama just because who they are and how dominant they have been. If they compete against a Georgia team, I think it's enough. Well, Dalton, and I don't know if I've said this on Walk On Radio or if I've just said it to people who've asked me. Here's the issue I have with that. They're at three now, right? Georgia's at one. Okay, they're going to play. Let's say Georgia wins, but Alabama keeps it close. You would have to bump Alabama down to four, which would mean in the college football playoff semifinal, you would again have Georgia versus Alabama. I don't know if that's what people – I don't know if that's what the committee wants to do. All right, you ready for some scenarios? I've been cooking them up in my brain. Yes, perfect. here we go. First up, Michigan takes a loss to Ohio State in the game. Cincinnati, who are they? I don't know who they're playing this week. Uh, this week they've got East Carolina, and then they have to play the conference championship versus ten and one Houston. Okay, so the Pirates, big upset. Cincinnati drops. Michigan takes an L. Who's the final four? No, Notre Dame. Do do we do they do it again? Do they shock the nation and put Notre Dame back in? I'm I'm gonna throw a curveball at you. I'm gonna throw a curveball at you. Oklahoma State and Oklahoma still have to play. Okay, Bedlam. Huge game. Bedlam. It's this weekend. It's in our pick'em. Let's say one of them wins that. Okay. Let's say this same team that won that ends up winning the Big Twelve. And they go they go all the way through the Big Twelve with one loss. I think they're I think they're going to the final four. I do. And and Oklahoma State is seven. Oklahoma's ten. You think they would bump Oklahoma all the way up? I just, I mean, Mississippi, Ole Miss, they've got two losses. Baylor, they've got two losses. Uh, Notre Dame, they've got one loss. So, you know, I, <laughs> I just, I just, I'm trying to figure out a way that Notre Dame is not in the Final Four because I, I can't watch that again. I, I mean, golly, it would be, it'd be absolutely ridiculous. Hump, another little scenario, and I think I know the answer to this, but just to make sure, an East Carolina loss for Cincinnati, but. Domin- dominating win in the conference championship against Houston. Do they do they still slide in, or that one loss is going to kill them? 
I think that we've seen all year that they are on a very, very tight leash. You know, finally, finally, after every team in the country nearly has lost, Cincinnati scrapes into the top four. So I think with a loss, they are completely out. Probably, I mean, if they lose to East, <laughs> if they lose to East Carolina, I wouldn't be surprised if, if if Cincinnati dropped out of the top ten. I mean, that's how they treat them. Hump, another team is the Houston Cougars, and. uh I, I'm very happy that they're being successful this year, but let's say Houston dominating win against Cincinnati. Their strength of schedule has been kind of weak, and they haven't really had any any games that have marquee matchups. But if they went out, where do you think Houston could end up? Well, but Dalton, that's the thing. Houston's only lost. They've won ten games in a row. Houston's only loss this year is against Texas Tech, a Big Twelve opponent, and they are ranked twenty four. <laughs> make that make sense, Dalton. <laughs> It's unreal. Uh, I mean, so I don't know where they'll end up. They might end up at 23 if they went out and beat Cincinnati. I have no clue. It's ridiculous. Uh, UTSA, utter disrespect. They are 11-0, and 0 and they are ranked 22. I, mean, I hate it. I hate just, it. I mean, I hate it. In your, in your opinion, where would you have UTSA in a realistic, if you're a committee member? I, I mean, Dalton, I'm looking, okay, just, just going through the rankings. How many three-loss teams are ahead of them? NC State, Utah. Texas A&M, Wisconsin. So that's four three-loss teams, okay? There are to- there's tons of two-loss teams. And I'm not saying I understand. UTSA and, and Iowa, they don't have the same strength of schedule. I get that. But Dalton, UTSA, they can't do any better. They, they have won every single time they've stepped on the football field. So 22, that's embarrassing. I would say... I, I mean, 15, 16, 17 in that range, I feel like that's a lot more fair. I mean, I'm not saying they deserve to be in the playoff for being undefeated. Yeah, no, I agree with that. But but they a top 15 ranking, going un, if they go have a perfect season, I, I think that's fair. Hump, I think you're uh, – are you breaking up with FBS right now? I, this is a uh, a lot of animosity. We were it's, talking a lot about it's it. It's kind of been brewing up. You can tell by my <laughs> tweets that I'm, I'm a little out on the FBS. What happens if Notre Dame gets in? Are you Are you done? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I can't say that because that probably means that Cincinnati lost. And at that point, you know, I guess they get in by default. But if Cincinnati wins out and they don't get in, I'm done. I'm down there to watch the playoff again. I think that'll be the most exciting episode we've ever had. I mean, I'll give I just, you an hour space just to kind of talk about that. Yeah, not itself. not fantasy corner, not bracket corner. Uh, Ryan hate the committee corner. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else with the with the playoff rankings before we move on to some scores? No, I think uh, I think there's a couple weeks left that that's really going to show us and really kind of finalize that final four. And and I I I hope at the end of the day they get it right. They get they get the four teams that need to be in the playoff. Dalton, it needs to be more teams. I say it all the time, uh, but. For the time being, four teams for the national championship. Well, did you see that? Apparently, I, I did see that. Apparently, they're considering a 12, uh, 12 team bracket, and if it doesn't get decided by December, that it will be applied in twenty twenty five. Which okay, at least that means it could be happening. But we could potentially so see that's four years from now, or I guess three three years from now, because this one's already over. But potentially, we could get a twelve team playoff. Twelve, next year. twelve would be better. Twelve, twelve. It's a start. You it's a start. start. So baby steps. Twelve is fine. I mean, twelve is not bad. Uh, sixteen is perfect in my opinion. I think twenty four is perfect in the FCS. But sixteen for the FBS would be my vote. Uh, but twelve is a start. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it comes a time Christmas time. Let's. Uh, I'll ask Santa for. That'll be my wish. Twenty twenty thirty two. 
Sam Houston Bearcats, 12th seed, FBS playoffs. Put it on a t-shirt. Mark it. Mark it. <laughs> Let's roll in some scores. First up, we have Nichols and Sela. Nichols with the win, 45-42. to Hump, I got nervous. I thought Sela was going to be kicked out. Not going to make the playoffs. They slide in. Still have a shot. Well, so many bubble teams lost, Dalton. I mean, literally, the entire bubble exploded. Uh, and I think that is what ultimately kept Sela in. Next up, we have Harvard and Yale. Battle of the Brains 2. Harvard with a win, 34-31. Shout out Goaty Crest. Getting it done. I mean, he didn't get it done, but his team did. Next up, we have Kennesaw and Monmouth. We talked about a dominating fashion, 49-17. Kennesaw State with a triple option, running it around. Next up, we have East Tennessee State and Mercer. I picked Mercer the Bears, but the Buccaneers. Buccaneers, right? East Tennessee State Buccaneers? That's right. Yeah, we, 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 always, we always say the Pirates are the Buccaneers, yeah. but it is the Buccaneers. 38-35, to they get the win. Seated in the playoffs, they, uh, they want to make a good run. Next up, and this also kind of surprised me, Hump. Youngstown State, the Fighting Penguins, with the win over the Salukis, 35-18. to Didn't matter. Why? Why what? did it not matter? Just because of... I think so many teams lost. Uh, and wouldn't it be crazy if Southern Illinois lost to Youngstown and then turns around, beats South Dakota, and then beats the Bison? I mean, that just sounds like a Saluki kind of season. But the Fighting Penguins, we've always been a big fan of them. I don't know why they're not in my zoo. We, we absolutely love them. What a, they fought so hard in the spring. I remember talking about them every week. But uh, get the win. Didn't really matter. But good for them. Dalton, you know, okay, so Youngstown won three football games this year. You know who their three wins were against? Southern Illinois, playoffs. Missouri State, playoffs. And Incarnate Word, playoffs. What in the world? Potential bubble team, a if you mon- ask me. A monster killer. <laughs> I don't know if you saw when North Dakota State played uh, Youngstown. Their little their hype video was like the March of the Penguins, narrated by Morgan Freeman. Such a cool thing. <laughs> That's pretty cool. When you when you play the Penguins, you got to do something special like that. Next up, we have the Brawl of the Wild, Montana, Montana State. Montana with the win, 29-10 hump. If they happen to play again, let's say for some reason they made it to the national championship, Brawl of the Wild 2, are you sticking with Montana, or do you think it's going to have a little change and Montana State gets a win? So that would be the national championship. Which, that Boy. would be a insane national championship. That would, that would, that would really piss me off, to be honest <laughs> with you. Uh-huh. That would really piss me off. Uh, I would never pick Montana to win the national championship. Uh, I know I picked him in the Brawl of the Wild, but give me the Bobcats in that one. Next up, we have South Dakota State and North Dakota. South Dakota State with the win, 24-21. to North Dakota, team that just just missed it. What a shame from a team that was number one in the spring at one point to not make the playoffs. They're going to have to have a bounce back and, and, and have a better year next year. Next up, we have Sac State and UC Davis. My goodness, I picked UC Davis, and I was completely wrong. This, your mom your mom cursed that one for oh, sure. Yeah, she, I don't know if you she saw did not, Yeah, she was getting after she let you. Let me know. Yeah, she was All getting after sudden, you. All of a sudden, she's a Hornets fan. She... Uh, she, she's alumni. She, she better, she better, she better pipe down a little bit because she's got, she's got a Bearcat. I, I mean, know. She, she's tied to the Bearcats, not the Hornets. And there's a chance. And 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 you, well, your semifinal is Sam Houston versus yeah. Sac State. Who is your mom gonna side with? She's probably gonna have like a green shirt, that like seventy five percent Sam Houston, twenty five percent Sac State. The funny thing about it is she has never talked about Sac State until. Like two days ago, so, staying Hornets. Yeah, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, she's a Hornets fan. But I think she's Bearcats first. But Sac State with a dominant win. Next up in FBS world, Houston with the win against Memphis, thirty-one to thirteen. Great season for Houston. They're going to the conference championship against Cincinnati. That's going to be a fun matchup. 
you know, I hate the Bearcats with a C. I'm going to go with the Cougs. Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I feel like you're coming right at me for that one. <laughs> Look, sister goes to U of H. That's uh, one of my one of my buddies goes there. I like the school. I would die for our cousins with Bearcats with a C. <laughs> Next up, we have Ohio State and Michigan State. Ohio State, 56-7. to And that was game day? The, yeah, yeah. The funny, one, the funny thing about this game is we're all getting warmed up uh, at, at our game uh, against Abilene Christian. And, you know, right before the game, we kind of get on our phones, listen to some music. I usually look at the scores. Dalton usually looks at the scores. And a couple of us are looking around, and Ohio State is up 49 to nothing at the half. And we're like, what in the world is going on? I, uh, I hope everyone in college game day felt stupid. What a waste of time. I know they did a little package for the Brawl of the Wild, and they said, man, we wish we could be there. I feel no, like didn't. that was such a slap in the face. Yeah, no, you didn't. You, didn't. you, you could have been there, and you didn't. Yeah, but, uh, we, like, they were, like they were being forced not to be there. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, we have Cincinnati and SMU. Cincinnati with the win, forty-eight to fourteen. It was a big one. Finally, a statement win. SMU's a good team, and uh, that's a that's a win you need to have. Next up, Bama, Arkansas, Alabama, squeaking out of it, forty-two thirty-five. Arkansas gave them everything. I think Arkansas has a chance if they can recruit uh, really good. They have a chance to be really good down down the line. Next up, we have Baylor, Kansas State. Baylor with the win, twenty to ten. Baylor. What do you think, Hump? Is it going to happen? The two, Baylor Bears Big 12? Ah, man, two losses suck uh, as far as the playoffs go, but I definitely think the Baylor Bears have a shot to win the Big 12 title. I'd love to see them in the Big 12 title game. I'd love for it to be Oklahoma State versus Baylor. I hate Uh-oh. OU. Is that a spoiler? Uh, I mean, that that would be that'd be my dream pick if, if Texas can't be there, and I and Lord knows they can't. <laughs> Next up, we have Oregon and Utah. Talked about it. Utah with the win. The Utes, 38-7. Your ducks are out. The Uts, what the a, Utes. <laughs> what a run for the Ducks. Get them next year. We'll have to see. Oklahoma, Iowa State, Oklahoma with the win, 28-21. They're pushing. Battle of the Bedlam. Gonna be, it's going to be good. The don't Cowboys. I, don't I have a funny, funny, quick, quick, quick story? Uh, obviously, I've been a football fan my entire life. Uh, me and my dad were driving home from, I don't know, a tournament or whatever, something like that. We're, we're looking at the scores. I see Utah, okay, and I'm, I'm a kid. I'm like, Dad. What the heck is an ut? <laughs> He's like, well, son, it's, it's the Utes, and I was like, well, that sounds a little better. What even is a Ute? Is it just like a Utah? No, Utahian, I, I think a Ute would be like somebody from Utah. Yeah. yeah, like how we're Texans, it would be like okay, correct. Kind of is that an FCS name? A little bit, Maybe? yeah, a little bit. Next up, we have UTSA and UAB. UTSA with the win, thirty-four to thirty-one. On the last play of the game, storm the field. It was a, it was a. It's funny because UTSA, the way they use their tight ends is they block. They, it's probably a place I would, I would shine. But uh, they have some big boys. We're talking about almost a tackle, six-five, two sixty, two seventy. Bobbles the ball, catches it in the end zone, storms the field. Look, UTSA, do they have one of the best stadiums? And I know it's not fair because it's the Alamo Dome. And it's not technically theirs, but they 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 take ownership of it. It's got to be one of the better places to play. It's really cool. They don't pack it the house, but I don't know if you saw the crowd. It, it was popular. It was the uh, largest attendance in UTSA history, I believe. With a potential bowl game, I mean, who do you think they're going to play? Is do you, not a New Year's Six bowl because they're not getting respected enough. But I mean, they're going to play in a, a, a big bowl. Just game. a lower lower a, bowl a, game. One of the bigger. Lower bowl yeah. games, yeah. And then finally, we have Oklahoma State and Texas Tech. Oklahoma State, 23-0. to zero. It's hard to give Texas Tech a goose egg because they throw the ball. But Oklahoma State, defense is ready for Oklahoma, Battle of Bedlam. Hump, next up we got NFL. But before we do that, we got fantasy. I have to get something off my chest. Alvin Kamara, 
you know, I'm not a fantasy guy, so I didn't really like get it when you would, you know, beg Christian McCaffrey and Zeke and all your guys to come back. I get it. I was one game <laughs> out of, pl- I was one game from first place. I lose Alvin Kamara, and I am on a two-game losing streak. Playoffs are not looking good for me. I don't know if I'm going to make it. Alvin Kamara, please. I don't know what's wrong with you. Is it an ankle? Is it a? Is it his knee? I'm not sure, but, it but it's definitely your feelings. Put a put a bandaid on it. Let's uh, let's get back out there. I need you. But hump, fantasy corner. Who wins? Who loses? Who are your players to look for? And tell me about your leagues. Well, Dalton, man, it's so sweet. I, I've snuck my way back into the Walk On Radio Fantasy Football League playoffs as of now with three weeks to play. But Dalton, that's great and all that. That's fine and dandy. But what I want to talk about is my personal league. Okay, an eleven year. 11-year single-week scoring record is broken. I score the most points in our league's history, led by King, and I said King for a reason, King Jonathan Taylor. Whoa. Five touchdowns, over 50 points. The dude is, he's on maybe one of the best hot streaks from a running back that I've ever seen. Two questions about Jonathan Taylor, and this is the rumor mill. MVP and second-best running back in the league behind Derrick Henry, who was hurt right now. Uh, okay, so with, with the way that the quarterbacks have been playing, the Dak Prescotts, uh, you know, he hasn't been as consistent. Uh, Kyler Murray, he's been injured. Tom Brady's been losing. Ma- uh, Matthew Stafford's been losing. Josh Allen's been losing. I definitely think all of a sudden Jonathan Taylor is in consideration for MVP. And, and second-best running back in the league, I think – I think right now, absolutely, and 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 if you really if you really want to get technical, he's the best running back in the league because Derrick Henry's not playing right now. And then Indianapolis, and we're gonna talk about NFL. They're, they're hot, they're hot. What do we think for playoffs? I think that they're gonna be a tough out, especially they just if beat Buffalo, who was a favorite. Yep, uh, and Buffalo's struggling right now. I think. I, I mean, if Jonathan Taylor keeps running like that, it is really gonna be tough for them to lose because their defense is so good. Who would have thought? And I remember a long time ago when we did our our preview for the NFL, we we talked about Jonathan Taylor coming into the league and and being a menace. And I I just mentioned it. I'm excited for him. I think he's gonna be really good. But you went all in. You were all in. This is your son, and uh, he's coming to fruition. And it. I'm not saying all credit to you. It's but been fun. It's, it's been, been it's fun. Been really cool. It's been fun. Dalton, the other fantasy guys that I want to bring up, Justin Jefferson. He he's he's really becoming one of the best receivers in the NFL. Uh, you know, I hate that he beat your Packers. I really don't hate that he beat your Packers. But John, uh, Justin Jefferson was awesome. Austin Eckler, four touchdowns. The dude, the dude is a fantasy football menace. Uh, I like Austin Eckler because he actually tweets out about how excited he is that he helps people win their fantasy football games. That's pretty cool. Uh, Chris McCaffrey, if the dude's healthy, the dude is a fantasy football stud. Uh, and he, someone else, too, is Cameron Newton. Coming oh, back, he's back, two touchdowns. Yeah. Going crazy. He had a great fantasy day. Uh, and I hate to say this, and I played against him. Thankfully, I won. But Jalen Hurts, oh, my goodness. He oh, is, yeah. he is QB1. He's QB1 in fantasy football right now. Right I don't now. know if you've seen the rest of the Eagles' schedule, but I know playoffs are, could be a chance. It makes me nervous for the Cowboys. I mean, I still think the Cowboys are going to win this division, uh, but I definitely definitely think the Eagles have a shot at the wild card. So anything else before we uh, get going? No, I think fantasy football is good. There are three weeks left in the fantasy football regular season, so I mean this when I say it. You better get busy winning or get busy trying. So great week for Jonathan Taylor in fantasy football, but awful week for me and you as Ooh, fans, brutal. as owners of our team. Let's start off with the Cowboys. Now, look, y'all held Kansas City Chiefs, but so did we. But a loss is a loss. 
Talk to me about this game. What happened? Are you nervous for your Dallas Cowboys? Well, Dalton, uh, you know, anytime you can hold the Kansas City Chiefs at their place to 19 points, you should probably win. Uh, and we weren't able to do that. The offense was not clicking. And, you know, I don't want to blame anything uh, on, you know, not having a couple players, a couple key players. Uh, but that that definitely played a role in this one. No Amari Cooper. CeeDee Lamb gets hurt in the first half. No uh, Tyron Smith, our best, or potentially our best offensive lineman. No DeMarcus Lawrence. No Randy Gregory. So it just, we're not as deep as we, we, we might have thought we were. And you can't. You can't expect to go into Kansas City, a team that that we all know is good. They're obviously back. Uh, I think, I think right now Kansas City is is the Super Bowl favorites. I think they're back to being the Super Bowl favorites, definitely the AFC favorites. But you can't you can't expect to do that, play that way, and walk out of there with a win. So everyone, pump the brakes. The Cowboys are going to be fine. It's a little bump in the road. Uh, this isn't a game that before the season people went, oh, the Cowboys are going to win this one. We're fine. Seven and three. Leading our division, still have a shot at the number one seed in the NFC. The Rams lost, Packers lost, uh, Tampa Bay, they've been losing. Cardinals been without Kyler Murray. We're fine. Everyone calm down. Yeah, not a not a terrible loss, but uh, you can't keep losing those games. The Green Bay Packers, 34-31 to Minnesota, game winner. Um, let me tell you, Mason Crosby. We've had Mason Crosby for a long time, and uh, I trust him. You got to trust your kicker to make the the field goals account, to make the kicks account. But golly, this season Mason Crosby has just been struggling, and it showed again. We got the loss. Kevin King, I hate him. I'm tired of him at corner. He just gets caught yeah, on. Yeah, Justin left and right. Jefferson uh, definitely put on a clinic. I don't know. We saw it last year with Tampa Bay in the playoffs. Literally, he was the only corner that was getting caught on. It's it's disappointing. Aaron Rodgers had a great game. Devontae Adams had a great game. But just can't have that. Here, another big thing that I'm a little nervous about is our, one of our best offensive linemen, Elkin Jenkins. He's been playing literally everywhere, center guard and tackle. Got hurt, looking like a knee injury. A little nervous about that. We've been beat up. But uh, we're fine. We're gonna, we got a huge game this week against the Los Angeles Rams. we got to win this one, but, man, you just you can't lose those ones. Close one, game winner. We did say Minnesota's a good team. Can't have that happen. Next week, we'll bounce back. Let's go with some more scores. New England, Atlanta, 25-0 hump. New England, Bill Belichick is the GOAT. <laughs> All of a sudden, they are winning the AFC East. Wow. I saw a video. It was crazy. It was Mac Jones, his like first two weeks of training camp. He was all happy, and he was all cheery and smiling. And then like his last press conference, he just looks like Belichick. Quiet, head down, two-word answers. The Patriot way, man, it's, it's, it's a killer. His, it's, his, it's his Padawan or his, his prodigy. I mean, Bill Belichick, he just – he's – He's just a guru. Uh, Have you seen the stats comparisons from him Jones and Brady? First year and Brady? Oh, I know. It's scary. It's, it's scary. It's so it, weird. It makes me think that in 15 years, Mac Jones might have two or three Super Bowl titles. I mean, if he stays with Belichick, which I, I feel like any other team, he wouldn't shine. But I mean, it's a perfect formula for him. Well, the Patriots have the defense. Uh, you know, they're gonna they're gonna help Mac Jones get some skill guys. Uh, and so I think the Patriots for the next 10 years might be set. Next up, we have Detroit and Cleveland. Cleveland with the win, 13 and 10. Detroit, man. Man, I'm cheering for them now. Man, and they're the I want them North. to get one win. One win. <laughs> they're, they're my. They've got half a win. Rival, and I want them to win. But not a whole win. Cleveland, yikes. I there. I I honestly, I don't think Cleveland makes the playoffs. It's not looking which, good. You and I were so high on them, you know. 
Well, now that New England's back, it's just looking like that the the spots are slowing down. And well, I don't New, think e- New England is a potential playoff team. The Colts are a potential playoff team. The AFC West with the Chargers, the Broncos, and the Raiders. Uh, you've got the Bengals and the Ravens. I mean, there's the the Browns are left out. Yeah, it's just it's not you can't you can't barely beat a team that hasn't won yet. Next up, the surprise of the week: Houston Texans beat Tennessee twenty-two to thirteen. Hump was this a good Texans? It's been a while since I've asked this question. <laughs> yeah. Good Texans win. Terrible Titans loss. Terrible, terrible, terrible Titans loss. And, and they were a team that all of a sudden were getting picked to, to win the AFC. You and I were a little hesitant on that, and rightfully so. Houston, big win. Uh, Tyra Taylor, he got the job done. It wasn't pretty necessarily, but good win for Houston. Yeah, let me tell you, uh, I had Adrian Peterson on Fantasy. I was really excited. Maybe he could be a good uh, flex or a good backup. He's been waived already, so Adrian Peterson is gone again. Maybe we'll find another team, but Tennessee, big loss. Can't have that. Next up, we have Miami and the New York Jets. Miami with the win, 24-17. Don't really care for either teams. Is Miami going to make the playoffs, or they're done-done? They're done-done. They don't, they don't have the horses to make it. And the Jets, are they the worst team? Even cause like, I, The Lions are worse, surely. Uh, surely they're worse. I mean, they the Jets be. are bad. <laughs> Jets are bad. Next up, we have Cincinnati and Las Vegas. Cincinnati with the win, 32-13. Look good. Cincinnati, you know, they can't really decide exactly who they are, but I think they want to be good. Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro were on my fantasy team. Golly. Not good. Not good. Darren Waller has been overly disappointing this year. He started out great. Uh, I lost to him versus you. Top to top. Yeah, you're you're thinking, wow, Darren Waller is is freaking goat. He hadn't been that great. Yeah. Next up, we have Arizona and Seattle. Arizona with the win, twenty-three to thirteen. They're just squeaking by. Colt McCoy looked like looked like Texas Longhorn Colt McCoy Uh-oh. this week. I he, mean, he's been playing the league for a long time. Oh, dude, I I wonder how much money that guy has made as what a backup. Is, what quarterback a fun life, too. Look, oh. I know you don't get the the glory and the fame at playing, but being a consistent backup. And, and getting a contract and playing in the NFL still, what a life. I'm about to look up what his career earnings are. I bet it's like a lot of money. Well, while you look it up, I'll go to the next one. We have the New York Giants and Tampa Bay Bucks. Tampa Bay with the win, 30-10. to 10. I mean, what the Giants offense looked in the in the beginning of the year, looked so dominant, really excited for them. Everybody can stop them. Saquon's still hurt, but uh, Tampa Bay with the win, they got to keep it going. Colt McCoy career earnings, $21 million. <sighs> What a life! Jeez. Twenty-one million dollars to to be the backup quarterback, get in. He's won, he's won some big games in his career. I mean, dude, that that's a that's quite the gig. And it's funny too because I feel like as a backup, you just kind of have to go in and win maybe two or three games, and you're set. Look at Fitzpatrick. Look at Josh McCown. Speaking of Josh McCown, I mean, what a life he had. He was a he was a quarterback right that would go home, and he was a reserve COVID quarterback last year in case they needed somebody, and he was on contract, but he was just hanging out at home. What a, what an easy career for and as a journeyman that he was that's just a cool thing. Yeah, and Cole McCoy he's played for the Browns for three seasons, the Forty ers for one season, the Redskins for six seasons, one season with the Giants, and this is his first season with the Arizona Cardinals. And then look at look at him getting uh getting Arizona in the playoffs. Hopefully next up we have Baltimore and Chicago. Baltimore with a win, sixteen to thirteen, with no Lamar Jackson. That's a big win. Uh oh, yeah. Have you seen their backup? I think it's Huntley. T- Tyler Huntley. Yeah. Very similar place. Oh, that that was definitely by design to uh because it was Robert Griffin uh and, and now it's Tyler Huntley and so definitely by design to get a guy that is similar to Lamar Jackson. I think it's cool. I think. 
I don't know. I just feel like with Baltimore, Baltimore's offense is different from everybody else. And I like how they're – it's not even recruiting. They're signing players. But they're signing players based on how they how they play. Normally, if you see a free agent quarterback, you just pick them up because they're a good quarterback. But, no, they want to get guys that fit their offense. I like Baltimore. I like how they use their tight ends. They're a good team. Playoffs are coming. Next up, we have Indianapolis and Buffalo. We talked about this game. Indianapolis, 41-15. to Uh-oh. A, a potential favorite now, your boy Jonathan Taylor, MVP. Could happen. We'll have to see. Next up, we have the Washington football team in Carolina. Washington football team, 27-21. Is the NFC East race closer than we think? I just I, – the Eagles and, and the Redskins don't have – they just don't have the talent Dallas has, so I don't know that it's close. But it is concerning that those teams are winning. Uh, that's a huge win against the Panthers, who who Cam Newton played great. They've got Christian McCaffrey. The Panthers are a different team when McCaffrey is playing, but it wasn't enough this week. And I, and I still think still think the Panthers can sneak in, uh, but but bad loss against the uh, Washington football team. I keep saying the Redskins. I'm sorry. <laughs> It'll never change. Uh, but, yeah, Washington Washington football team, good win. It's okay. In, uh, in some baseball news, I don't know if you saw, but the Guardians is now officially in as a team name. I think they replaced the Indians. The Indians. Ew. So another That's team terrible. is just going to have to get used to the Guardians are back. That is so bad. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, speaking of, you know, I, I just said back. But, uh, Hump, do we have a new football league? The USFL. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, you know how I am with, uh, with my non-NFL football leagues. I was an AAF fan. I was a massive XFL fan. And I could see myself becoming a big USFL fan. I think by default, you know, I'm a big Texas guy, and and I hate Houston typically. Uh-oh. But I think I, I'm I'm announcing my fandom ship of the Houston Gamblers. And it's a cool name too. Oh, so such cool name. I too. know. I know. I love it. I think the first one that just got my attention was the Birmingham Stallions. Oh yeah. So I might I like be on that. board. I like that. I, uh, but really cool. And I think the cool thing about this, from an FCF standpoint is these are the leagues that a lot of FCS guys are going to fall into, it seems like, because they don't get their chance. And look, look at a guy like Kurt Warner. I know he's got a movie coming out, his little biopic. But you got a guy that can go to a smaller league, dominate, there's a chance you move up. We've seen it with P.J. Walker. So this is a good chance. Uh, we could even see some, some Sam Houston players maybe playing. But really cool thing, more football, that's what's important. Next up, we have the 49ers in Jacksonville. 49ers with a win, 30-10. to 10. Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence. Does he need to go to a new team? Do they need to find some guys around him, or is he just was he the biggest bust of all time? No, I'm, it's it's way too early to say that. They're the Jacksonville Jaguars for a reason. Uh, you know, I mean, it's tough sometimes. Those those big time big time talent quarterbacks sometimes they struggle in the beginning because the team is so bad. So let's pump the brakes. Let's give him time. Trevor Lawrence, I think, is one of the the best prospects in, in a very long time. And Urban Meyer, how much longer does he stay? Not long. Not long. I think does he go back to college or does he I go he to some broadcast? I think he stuff? needs to hang it up. I think he needs to hang it up. Yeah, a lot yeah. of a lot of allegations too with everything that happened. I think he needs to hang year. it up. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have New Orleans and Philadelphia, and this is what we need to talk about: Philadelphia, forty to twenty-nine, and the Saints. They're a good team. You can't you can't doubt the Saints. Philadelphia, the rest of their schedule, I'm pretty sure, is the Giants and the Washington Football Team in a bye week. So potential for playing. Washington Football Team is a good team. They they've had some good wins, but hump Philadelphia. Could, could slide in there. They could probably surprise a lot of people. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, again, with Jalen Hurts, if he's going to play like that, if that's the Jalen Hurts that we're going to get, the Eagles have a shot. Uh, I'll go through their schedule right here. They've got the Giants, the Jets, the the Redskins, the Giants, the Redskins, and the Cowboys. 
I mean, that is concerning. It's concerning. I'll be honest. Um, oh man. I mean, they're two games back uh, from Dallas right now. I mean, I, you know, I, the Cowboys, I, again, they are better than the Eagles. Uh, but it, it, it's probably going to come closer uh, than my liking. Uh, but I could definitely see the Eagles making the playoffs. And then finally we have Pittsburgh and the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers with the win, 41-37. to 37. Hump, Justin Herbert looked good. He did look good. Uh, top top fantasy score uh, from a quarterback this week, Justin Herbert. The, the Chargers have been wishy-washy, and we've said that. Uh, but, you know, they find a way to get it done on Sunday Night Football. Uh, Sunday Night Football and Monday Night Football have been really fun this year. There have been some great games. Uh, and so this one was no different. Big win over the Steelers. And uh, I, I still think they're a playoff team. All right, let's roll into the pick before we end this episode. First up, we've got a lot of playoff games, and this is exciting. Uh, I don't know if we're going to be able to do – I mean, we can, but uh, maybe next episode the playoff pick might be a little bit uh, more – we'll do like the big ones, and we'll have to see how we go. But first up, UC Davis, South Dakota State. We talked about this one. This is a big matchup hump. You're going with the team that made it last year, or you're going with the California boys? Dalton, I think this is going to be a good game. Uh, I already gave away my pick earlier, uh, but I am going the Jackrabbits here. I think South Dakota State has has a chip on their shoulder, uh, and so give me uh, give me the boys of South Dakota State. Yeah, I'm going with South Dakota State as well. I picked UC Davis last week. They disappointed me. Sac State got the win. Uh, I think uh, I don't think they're going to make the big run that a lot of people say they will, but they're going to win the first one. And uh, there's a shot. You never know what could happen. Next up, we have the Salukis versus South Dakota. South Dakota with the Hail Mary beat South Dakota State. But you have the Salukis, some big wins, but a big loss last week. Hump, you going with the Zoo? You going with the Coyotes? Great FCS name. I think that this is a close game. I think it's going to be a fun one to watch. Uh, being at South Dakota definitely is uh, is a home field advantage. You know they've got a dome, but I think Southern Illinois. I think they're a team to watch out for. Uh, so give me the Salukis. I know that's who you're going here. You've got to the Zoo. Uh, but yeah, give me give me Southern Illinois. Yeah, you know me well. Going with the Salukis. Uh, I think South Dakota squeaked in. They're a good team, but uh, Salukis, they're going to surprise a lot of people. And uh, if they win, the next matchup could be a good one and could surprise a lot of people. Next up, another team talking about surprising, you and I versus Eastern Washington. You and I had a crazy season, upsets left and right. I don't even call them upsets, just good wins. And then Eastern Washington, team that was number one or almost number one, had some votes. The offense is crazy, but uh, they fell, and now they got a first-round game. Hump, going with Eastern Washington. Or you and I, Northern Iowa. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Uh, I'm taking the offense here, Eastern Washington, Eric Berrier. Uh, you know, on the on the inferno. Uh, I think I think they get this one done. I think they've got a chip on their shoulder for not getting one of those top eight spots. And so, give me the Eagles, the Fighting Cooper Cups, Eastern Washington. All right, and then sticking with FCS, our game of the week. You didn't the- make your pick. Of course not. <laughs> Eastern, Washington, Eastern Washington. I think it's because I agreed with yeah, you. Yeah, there we go. Offense is uh, going crazy. But another game, you and I, they've had some big wins. You never know. I think it'll be a good game. I think I, so. I think, I think it's going to surprise people, but I, I definitely think Eastern Washington gets the win. Man, when we were talking about bracket, because this is our one week. We only get one week of bracket talk. I was talking to Isaac. Isaac said potentially Eastern Washington can make it to the National Championship game, which it could be there. They were their good team. But uh, you never know. But next up, the game of the week, FCS matchup. Team that's going to play Sam Houston in the second round. SFA, UIW, Southland team, WAC team, both teams we played before. Piney Woods, Hump, you're going with the Lumberjacks. Are you going with the word? The bird is the word. Well, Dalton, uh, as as I predicted, this this is going to be one that people are about 50-50 on. Looking at the walk-on radio, pick them 52% to 48%. 
Uh, 52% is actually picked Incarnate Word, 48 SFA. I, oh, it just changed. Now it is 50-50. Uh, that, that's amazing, <laughs> actually. Um, but Dalton, I think it's going to be a great game. Obviously, this is what our eyes are going to be on. This is who we play next week. Uh, this, is, this is our 1-0. We, we got to go 1-0 this week watching this game. We got to go 1-0 next week playing this game. But Dalton, this is a bit of a surprise, okay? I'm going incarnate word here, and I think I think people are getting caught up in the the possibility of uh, you know battle of the Piney Woods 2.0. But I think incarnate word's offense is legit, and I think Cameron Ward's legit. I like that this one is in San Antonio. I'm surprised that it's not in Nacogdoches. You know, it's a bid process. I'm surprised that the Lumberjacks didn't win that bid. But incarnate word, the bird is a word. Give me the Cardinals. And this is a, this is a big deal because a, a lot of people kind of talked about. I've seen on Twitter is you can't if you're SFA you can't think ahead you can't think of Piney Woods too because you got to go one and zero we've talked about it throughout this episode you can't overthink a team and UIW is a great team I don't I've said it this whole this whole year I don't I think this is Cameron Ward's last year I think he transfers out of here he he's a guy that can play FBS I think so uh, you can't sleep on UIW they're a great team they're in the playoffs for a reason but UIW's defense is okay but they give up a lot of points. I think SFA has a really good offense. They have one of the best receivers. Their quarterback, Trey Self, he does a good job. Their O-line's okay. But SFA's defense, I think, is better than UIW. So I'm going SFA half because I'm excited for a Piney Wood game if it happens, half because I, I've been behind SFA for two years now. I've always been the guy who's defended them. So give me SFA here. But uh, you, can't, you can't think about Sam Houston. you got to think about the word. It's at home for them. And uh, I don't know if you saw on Twitter. Cat fans tweeted about it. And I got a little confused by it. I don't know if people that are trying to buy UTSA tickets are being like brought over to UIW to try to get tickets, but they're doing everything in their power to fill that stadium. It's a cool stadium. The campus is cool, but uh, they got to bring everybody. This is a big game. But given the Lumberjacks here, I've been big on them. I'm sticking with them, and I want a huge matchup in Huntsville. Next up for FBS Pick'em, we have Ohio State and Michigan, the game. This was a close one to be the game of the week, but uh, – after that Ohio State domination, I get a lot of people may go with Ohio State, but Michigan, they're still ranked. I think they're, what, five? So, uh, Hump, Buckeyes, the Wolverines, the game. 75% of Walk On Radio Nation so far has picked Ohio State. I'm agreeing with them. I think Ohio State and C.J. Stroud, the Heisman favorite at the moment, I think they kill Michigan. Uh, it's going to be interesting. You know, it's at Michigan, so that definitely brings a new dynamic into it. But give me the Buckeyes, especially after that walloping they gave Michigan State. At Michigan, the big house. They're ranked five. Ohio State's ranked two. Um, I need you to fact check this because I, I, I assume there's probably a different time where it was like one and three or one and two. But this has got to be one of the closest, in ranking-wise, this has got to be one of the biggest of the game matchups, right? It's got to be up there. In a long time, it has to be. Two, two versus five, I mean, that's, that's pretty legit. And this is, Michigan has fallen to Ohio State a lot of years in a row, kind of like Piney Woods. It's a little similar. John Harbaugh, he could, he could finish his season ranked you sixth. Told, you told me if he loses this one, he's gone. And that's I, what you I'm, told me. I'm sticking by it. <laughs> I, he, he can't lose this game. And I, I love stories. I love having an advantage. I love being fired up. Hump, they're in the big house. It's going to be packed. Oh, it's going to be packed. Do or die. you got to win this game for your team, for your legacy. Give me the Wolverines. Wow. I, I've been preaching wow. it. I, I've been picking Michigan and hoping they get in just so this game, so you can win this game. Let me ask you this, Hump. Michigan wins. Do they bump up to two? 
Are they four? Where where do they fall if a Michigan gets a win here? Uh, they're in the top four regardless. I think they'll probably jump over Cincinnati. I, I could it'd probably be Alabama two, Michigan three, Cincinnati four. That'd be my bet. Well, I'm going with the Wolverines here. I'm cheering them on. I've been uh, I've been preaching this game for a while, but uh, man, Ohio State's offense is really good. Next up, we have the Battle of Bedlam, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Both teams trying to get to the Big Twelve Championship. Hump, you going with the Cowboys or you going with the Sooners? I mean, this is kind of. I mean, it's kind of setting you up. You got the Cowboys, which is a team you love versus a team you absolutely hate. I'm going to take a fat guess here. You're going with the Pokes. Go Pokes. Go Pokes. <laughs> That's all I've got to say. Uh, Boone Pickens Stadium is going to be rocking. Uh, it's going to be a fun one. This has a lot of Big 12 implications and some possible playoff implications. But go Pokes. Going with Oklahoma State, too. Uh, I think they're going to get it done. Every year they've been so close, but they've fallen short. This is the year Oklahoma kind of struggled. they got Caleb Williams, though, and he's a good guy. But uh, give me the pokes here. I love the Cowboys. One of my favorite teams. And then finally, in FBS Pick'em, we have Florida State versus Florida. Florida, Dan Mullins is gone, which is another thing we didn't talk about. Awful season for the Gators. Dan Mullen is fired. They're playing Florida State, an awful team. Hump, brand new Gators, or the Seminoles? How fun is this that uh, you, you've got the Florida State-Florida rivalry, and the winner becomes bowl eligible. That's fun. That's So who's going bowling? That's Who's going bowling? Uh, Dalton... Man, solely because Jacksonville State beat Florida State and we dismantled the Gamecocks, I'm going to have to go Florida here. I'm going to go Florida. I'm going to go the Gators. Maybe they've got some, I don't know, a little bit of pep in their step after their head coach gets fired, which that's interesting. You know, that's, that's, I hate it for the guy, but you, you mentioned it to me. You said, you know, is it time for him to go? He hadn't gotten it done. And, and, and that's that. Uh, but give me the fighting Tim Tebow's of Florida. Yeah, I'm going with Florida as well, but, man, it's tough. It's tough trying to play a game with a new head coach in. They probably have an interim right now. He's probably been in the system, but still, uh, it, it's a tough thing they're going to have to get over. But Florida State, they start off really bad. Kind of came back, and now they have a chance to go bowling, but I still think they're bad. Give me Florida here. Give me the Gators. They are still uh, – fun fact, Florida was actually one of my favorite colleges when I was little. I don't know why. I like the Gators. So give me the Gators here, and uh, we'll see who goes bowling. And last, we have three more NFL pickums. First up, the Chargers and the Broncos. Chargers, wishy-washy. Denver, wishy-washy. Hump, the battle of the wishy-washy. Who are you it taking? It's the least wishy-washy. I'm going to take the hot hand here. I'm going to go the L.A. Chargers. Uh, you know, at Denver, that's definitely tough. They're, this is a big division matchup. Uh, but if Justin Herbert and Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen can play like they did last week, uh, it's going to be tough to beat the Chargers. So give me, give me the bolts. I'm going with the Chargers as well. They're my boys. Uh, I want to see them finish this out and uh, have a good playoff run. But Denver, don't sleep on Denver. The fighting uh, Chris Rogers and Isaac Schleis, even though they didn't, they didn't go there, play there. But uh, they're, they're the fans. We own the Cowboys and Packers. They own the Broncos. <laughs> but give me the Chargers here. They're my guys. Uh, I want, I'm all in. I said in the beginning of the year, and I'm going to keep going all in. Next up, we have the Rams and the Green Bay Packers. Huge NFC matchup. Got a proven game for the Packers. Rams trying to stay up top. Hump. And uh, this is going to be tough for you because are you going to go against me? Or are you going to go against a team that's kind of been struggling? Packers, Rams. Yeah, Dalton, uh, you know, this is not to spite you at all. I am picking from the heart. The Rams have dropped two games in a row. I believe in Matthew Stafford. I think that he gets the job done here. You know, would this be the Packers' third loss in a row if they lose this one? Yep. But Boy, so, hung so, with the Chiefs without Aaron Rodgers. And then lost terrible to the Vikings. Terrible kicker. And now I, we play the Rams. So one of these teams, so the Rams and the Green Bay Packers are going to be 
they're going to lose three games in a row, one of them, right? Yeah. Wow. That's that's something. That's definitely not something that uh, that you would expect out of these two. But I am going the Rams on the road at Lambeau Field. I I don't I don't know how I feel about that pick, and it's not to spite you, I promise. Uh, but I am my, my my heart says the Rams. Here's why Green Bay is going to win, Hump. Aaron Rodgers versus Matthew Stafford. It's been a rivalry of the ages. It is rivalry week in college football. <laughs> And, uh, Are you really? I mean, I mean, he played for the Lions. He played for the here. Lions. Matthew Stafford cannot beat Aaron. Leave him alone. <laughs> I don't care if he he played for the Calvin Johnson Lions. He should have been able to win plenty of games. <laughs> he played for the Calvin Johnson Lions. Yeah, Calvin Johnson also played for the Calvin Johnson Lions. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew Stafford can't beat Aaron Rodgers. We're angry. We've lost two games in a row. We got to bounce back. This is a bounce back game. Aaron Rodgers gonna go crazy. Defense is gonna hold it. Kevin King, do your job. Mason Crosby, kick some balls. You're the Packers here. Matthew Stafford cannot beat Aaron Rodgers. And then finally, we have Minnesota versus San Fran. Minnesota with a big win against Green Bay. San Francisco, another big win. San Francisco coming back. They're in a tough division, but they're still a good team. Hump, the Niners or the Vikings? Yeah, these are two teams that are definitely fighting for the playoff spot. Two good teams. Uh, The Niners had a big win against the Rams last week. Uh, Good win against the Jags. Minnesota, huge win over the Packers. Man, I just I like the hot hand here in Minnesota coming off a win against Green Bay with uh with Kirk Cousins the way he's playing. He man, I mean he's he's one of the best quarterbacks statistically in the NFL right now. He's playing very efficient. Dalvin Cook, great running back. Justin Jefferson, up and coming, Adam Thielen, very reliable. Skull Nation, give me the Vikings. Uh, I'm mad at the Vikings. I hate them. They beat the Packers and made us look bad. Uh, I like San Fran. The the people's tight end, George Kittle. San Fran they kind of start slow. They pick back up, and uh, I like the way they play. I like the tight end. I like the defense. Give me San Francisco, only despite the Vikings. Uh, Vikings are a great team. They have a really good offense, but I think I think San Fran's going to be able to get it done. Hump, we talked about playoffs. We uh, we have a hectic few weeks coming up with playoffs and everything in between. Finals coming up. Christmas, Thanksgiving. Any last words before we end this episode? Don, I'm excited, man. Uh, you know, I think the I think the peak, and I don't want to say the peak because peak means you can't. You can't get back to that. But the highest highs of walk-on radio history came during the FCS playoffs last spring. Would you agree? 100%. I mean, I feel like if it wasn't for us being in the playoffs and winning that championship, we wouldn't be here where we are now. And, and, and that excites me, Dalton, because we've got a shot to not only do it once in a year, but twice in a year. So I'm excited about that, ready for you guys to experience this journey with us. Bearcats, I mean – we ain't done yet, and I'm excited. I feel great. I'm excited for Thanksgiving. Hug your family. Eat some good food. Watch some football, and uh, let's go Bearcats. Yeah, you said it best. We ain't done yet. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Buy our hats. Listen to our podcast on anything, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Rate us five stars. Give believe. Us, believe. Of course, I didn't mention. Brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast for professionals. They do a great job. We really appreciate them. Uh, give us five stars. Give us a review. And, of course, we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.